I'm Weebeeb. You are listening to the beautiful sounds of praise and worship on Praise Until Dawn here on the Praise Broadcasting Network. As usual, I want to point you to our podcast of A Time Apart and Praise Until Dawn up at our website at pbnradio.com. That's PBN, Praise Broadcasting Network, pbnradio.com. And at the top of the page there, click on Podcast. You'll find both broadcasts up there. A Time Apart will have ATA colon in front of it. Want to welcome our Roku listeners. If you have Roku, great way to listen to Praise Until Dawn and Praise Broadcasting Network. Just search for, if if you don't already know, just search for PBN or Praise Broadcasting Network. And I also want to say hello to all of our iWatch listeners, tablet, iPod, iPad listeners, Samsung, iPhone and other phone listeners, and of course our laptop and desktop listeners, and our iHeartRadio listeners. And I'm, I'm sure I've left somebody out, but whatever platform you're using to listen, welcome. Those listening by Alexa, ask her to play PBN Classic on TuneIn. I actually use Alexa to monitor pbnradio.com. Great way to listen. Good sound on it. I also want to remind you about our pbnradio.com Facebook page as well as my personal site. Go to our pbnradio.com homepage at pbnradio.com and click on the little blue and white Facebook logo at the top. It has a a small letter F, which is white, with a, a circle of blue behind it. That's Facebook. That will take you to our pbnradio.com Facebook page. For my personal page, while you're at the pbnradio.com Facebook page, go up to the search bar and at the top enter Pat Rutherford 1232. Pat Rutherford 1232.
day I, I found on one of my friends from high school their website uh, the Facebook site um, I, I found all of the pictures well I'm, I'm assuming it's all the pictures uh, from our 50th can you believe it, 50th reunion high school reunion uh, which has been 50, almost 53 years now. Well, actually, it has been 53 years. Just the reunion, uh, since the reunion has not quite been uh, three years. So anyways, it, it's been 53 years since graduating from high school. 53 years. I'll often say to some of the friends we have, uh, Claudia and I have, um, how did, how did I get this age? How did we get this age? I, I, it was just yesterday. I was in high school, in, uh, college, graduating from, from, um, graduate school. Um, man, Lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of, of, of memories. And some good, some not so good. Uh, but it was good seeing a lot of the people that um, I shared that time with in, in high school. Um, I, I know Sandy has a hard time. As talking usual, about, well, no, no, Pat, I don't want that. Um, Sandy has a hard time with, with high school. And um, he's told me, Pat, I, my, my high school just, it, it wasn't that good of an experience. I hated high school. I, and it's interesting how high school affects some different ways. A lot of things could have gone a lot differently. 
you look back on your life, I, I wanted to go into medicine. There's a lot to say for growing up in a family that has had both parents that, that went to college and, and went on. Um, I know there, there are people who have risen above that, but I was clueless. I was absolutely clueless. Um, Dad was gone a lot of the time during my junior high days, which was really a time for for shaping, shaping the mind. I, I don't know why he was there during just just previous to junior high. Um, he helped me with my little league baseball, my junior league baseball. Junior league, I, I guess, was... Um, I was trying to figure that out the other day. When was junior league? It, it must have been... 6th and 7th grade, either the summers. Maybe before 7th grade. Maybe, maybe that was... I don't remember. But Dad wasn't there much. He was an outside salesman for a steel company. In Jorgensen Steel in in Dallas mom had an eighth grade education dad had a ninth grade education um, they couldn't have taught me how to study and that's very important that's what I'm trying I, I tried to get get that across to our kids um, and especially the the grandbabies that live close to us and I know Patrick is is and Erica Erica was a college graduate uh, from University of Texas at Arlington and so they know how to um, Pat did some college, but was picked up for his um, computer skills, and uh, God had another direction for him. But he he knew how to study. He he knew how to prepare. We we drill that into him. Um. Mom and Dad couldn't do that with me. All they could do is if I brought home... That's the thing. My, my brother and my sister could bring home C's and C-minuses and, okay, well, do better next time, you know. I don't want to see grades like this. But if I brought home a B+, which I don't remember too many of those... Uh, it was mostly A's early on. Um, 
they, well, Dad would get angry. And I asked him, I thought, why? They, they can bring home C's and, and y'all don't get upset or anything. I bring home a B or B plus and you're hitting the roof. He says, I expect more out of you. Well, that doesn't do much. I was on my own. And I didn't have anybody, nobody sat me down and said, now this, this is what you're going to run into. And you need to prepare for that. High school was so easy for me. Um, I excelled in the subjects that I cared for. One was algebra. Um, and I didn't do so well in the, uh, the, the subjects that, eh, that's, that's boring. I had nobody in high school that sat me down. You're, you're going to face this. I was not prepared for college. I didn't know how to study. I, I, to me, college was another high school. I excelled in the subjects that I um, did well in, that I enjoyed. Uh, the other ones which were required subjects, I remember psychology. Oh, I hated that class. I think I got a C- minus in the class. And this was during the... Uh, Vietnam War. An F, flunk a subject. I'm wearing an army helmet and trunching through the the jungles of Vietnam. Yet that really didn't hit me. I knew I was a 2S. They had the 2S, the student deferment at the time. Yeah, my number during the lottery, they were taking through number 110. My birthday was number 96. I would have been trudging through the jungles. I had nobody to, to guide me. You know, I, I guess I can't blame it on that. I, I should have awakened, and, but I didn't. I had no clue. And yet, if one thing changed, later on, I, I went back, when I was in my early 30s, I, I went back to school and started taking some of the requirements for medicine. And um, took some upper division courses. I, even then, you know, Pat, you don't do the upper division before you do do the biology one, biology two. You know, what I do, I stepped right into histology and, and uh, genetics, upper division genetics. Well, at that time, I, I knew to go in and spend time with the teacher. And I came out with... Uh, I, I made a C- minus the first time when I was 18 in, in college. 
for um, general chemistry? I had no clue. I didn't know to go in and talk with the teacher. I, I had no clue. Second time through, made the top grade in the class. General chemistry. Um, my unknowns and all in lab sailed through that. I knew what I was doing. I spent time with the professor because there was, uh, I had the hardest time with moles. Th those of you, <laughs> I'm not talking about the animal out in the yard. Um, it was a concept in general chemistry that, that was really hard on me. And that's one reason for the downfall of the first time through general chemistry. I, I just did not understand. Second time through, I spent time with a professor. I probably spent an easy hour out of his busy day. And he was so patient, you know, okay, well, let's try it this way. I don't understand. Well, let's try it this way. I, finally, oh, and I ended up making the top grade of the class. Histology, uh, the, the uh, upper division genetics, which I should have failed at because I didn't have preparation. You know, your zoology, your general biology one and two, the, all the courses that would have set me up for genetics, I didn't have. I think I had, from years before, I had one semester of general biology. <laughs> I, I didn't know. And yet I spent a lot of time with the professor because there, there were concepts I just didn't get. And I must have been an hour easily in with him This was when I was in my early 30s. And I ended up making one of the very few A's in that class. Because by that time, I had learned you spend time with the professor. I, uh, didn't have the money to pay for medical school. I had put out feelers at, at medical schools. And, uh, you know, stupid me, I didn't show the courses, all the courses, and, and I still didn't have anybody guiding me. Didn't know to go in and talk with a counselor. That fact kind of slipped by me. It was kind of, I, I, could, I could do it. I could do it on my own. You get in there and you just figure it out. When the resources were there for me.
I put feelers out at uh, medical schools. I, I had one in Kansas City that wrote and uh, said that they were interested in, in talking with me. At that time, I had run out of money. I contacted the Air Force because I knew that um, from Claudia's parents, who were highly educated, her father was a doctor, um, I knew that um, the armed forces would, if, if you gave them so many years of your life, they would pay your way through contacted them I think I was 33 when I contacted them um, and they said well cut off age when you finish medical school is 35 and I would have just been going into medical school at 33 lost out there anyways if if I had changed anything though talking about high school if, if I had the, the girlfriends I had if, if I stayed with any of them got married I would have never been here If I would have gone on with some of the girlfriends I had in college before Claudia, I wouldn't be here. You change one little thing. If I had done well in those college, pre-med college courses my first time through, I wouldn't be here. I probably would be enjoying my time as a heart surgeon or a brain surgeon. Those are the two areas I was, I was looking at. I don't know. It, 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 um, but I wouldn't have been here. This is the plan God had for my life. I, I, and I got into this as a fluke. I've gone over that before. But just looking back, you know, seeing my friends from high school and uh, what they've done. I had some good friends that um, went on and become doctors. Danny went on, became a doctor. Very smart guy. Another one wanted to go into uh, the Navy, the Naval Academy. I had no clue. I'm going to become a doctor. Well, how are you going to go about that? Nobody told me that. Nobody directed me. If one thing had changed, one thing, I wouldn't be here. Yet I see where God directed 
literally directed. One thing I did have was a love for music. And a deep love for wanting to know him. I, I wasn't a Christian for a long time. Claudia and I weren't. It was a service out of fear. You're not a Christian that way. You trust him. I didn't really know who Jesus was. Yet every day is something new. I read, um, I, I couldn't get to sleep last night, so I took my phone and opened up my Bible app that I have on there, the book of Colossians, and, and, and you know how much I love this first chapter. And on, I, I read the whole letter last night. May you be filled, filled with the knowledge of his will. God, that's what I want. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred, all that is past tense, kids, transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And as I read that, I still say, God, I want to understand. Help me to understand what's been going on and what is happening right now for us. There's so many signs around us from the, the intricacy of the simplest flower. We have purple and yellow and, and white flowers that come up in our yard when uh, in between cuttings. If you get down real close to them, the minute detail of those, all the way to coming out and looking up at the stars and contemplating the vastness of the space in between them. 
looking at the images on nasa.gov and just sitting there staring and musing God help me to see help me to understand and to be here and share this time with you is an absolute honor for me Oh, no. 
Almighty God, the great I am, immovable rock, omnipotent, powerful, awesome Lord, victorious warrior, commanding King of Kings. Mighty conqueror and the only time, the only time I ever saw him run was when he ran to me. He took me in his arms, held my head to his chest, said, My son's come home again, lifted my face. Wipe the tears from my eyes With forgiveness in his voice He said, son, do you know I still love you? He caught me by surprise When God ran The day I left home broken his heart and I wondered then if things could ever be the same then one night and one night I remembered his love for me and so down the dusty road ahead I could see it was the only It was the only time I ever saw him run And then he ran to me He took me in his arms Held my head to his chest And said, my son's come home again Lifted my face Wiped the tears from my eyes With forgiveness in his voice I felt his sad And he brought me to my knees When God ran I saw him run to me I was so ashamed All alone and so far
stars burn down and the earth wears out and we stand before the throne with the witnesses who have gone before we will rise and all applaud singing blessing and
And God, we look to you tonight. Above the singing, God, above the music, above the songs, let your name be lifted high, Jesus. Let your name be honoured, God. And we commit all that we are to you, God, and everything that we do. And we reach towards you, Jesus.
The Bible says that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and that He saves those who are crushed in spirit. And I don't know if you're in this place and you're ready to admit readily that's you or whether you've been holding it all together, but just underneath the surface, the surface you are trembling and you don't know if you're gonna make it well. That's exactly where the Lord comes right in and where He says that He's close and where He says that He's ready to save. So in these next few moments, would you let Him just come and love on you and minister to you and remind you that you're His, remind you that you are held, remind you that He is close, that He's not for a second forsaken you or forgotten you, that He has not abandoned you, that His promises are still good. His promises are still good and His heart is for you. Jesus, we say Your name. We honour Your name. We worship Your name. Jesus. In the quiet Stillness, I know that you are God. In the secret of your presence, I know there I am restored. So
together, there is no one. There is no one else. You know, the first lady that came up to us, she's our waitress, and you can tell that she's new, and she's just starting her job, and, and she's very kind, and all smiles, and she went and took our order. I don't know what happened. It was a little slower, and the manager came out and was like, wow, that, we're really sorry. It's her first day. It's new, and they took her away from our table, which is her livelihood, because as a waitress, you're in tips, and so, like, her tips have now been taken away from her. So your first day on the job, when they move you and kind of scold you in that way, and she wasn't very nice to her. You could tell that she was a little bit angry. And then she sends another girl out that's going to be our new waitress. And so I was talking to her a little bit and sharing the reality of who God's created her to be. And she's just not a believer. She's not buying into it. Really? I don't know. Just don't believe. Because of because of the churches and stuff in the area, or because I didn't either, my whole life. You could tell she's been hurt by a whole bunch of stuff. And honestly, you know, religion hurts people. And so religion tries to tie you to a bunch of rules that you can't walk out. And without relationship, it's impossible. And I left, I went to rehab. I thought I was going crazy. So the voice, hearing voices. And when I was in there, I had three nights in a row where I had encounters with Jesus. Not religion, with Jesus. Because if, if the Jesus in the Bible is real, if you met him, you would love him. But you just don't, but you don't um, like religion. It didn't happen to me, so. I know, I know. But if you got shot at, you'd change your mind. That, that would be sad. So we're talking to her for a little bit. She takes our order, she goes. The other girl comes back out front, and she's actually working as, the, um, as a greeter, which of course is less money than doing, you know, waitressing. And so she keeps looking over at the table because we keep talking about Jesus to different people and it's going pretty amazing. I saw a lady that was walking by and said, you know, hey, can we talk to you for a second? So I came over and she said that her daughter has been like a recluse. She's been very withdrawn. She said last night when you shared the gospel and you started to share about a house with rooms that you haven't surrendered, she said that her daughter ran front and gave her life to Jesus. And she started to cry when she listened to your testimony. Wow. And she started to cry. She just ran and she opened her wow. to Jesus. Oh. After she started to cry, she cried, cried so many hours. We go home and I oh. ask, what does she feel? She says she feels loved oh. and she feels happy. She gave her life to Jesus and she gets born again. For a parent that's a Christian that's born again and you see your child quiet and withdrawn. You want what's best for them, and what's best for them is a full surrender to Jesus. Listen, if I would have came here, and it would just be yours, just your heart, that would be so valuable, and it would be worth me coming here, just to know that your heart was touched by Jesus. I'm proud of you. So to see your child run forward and surrender her heart to Jesus, She's just thankful, and man, thank you so much for what you've done. My daughter's a changed girl, which was powerful because I saw her the next night in there, and the daughter was up front jumping up and down and worshiping and praising Jesus, like fully in love with God. She's been very angry her whole life, 
and last night she gave her life to Jesus and her heart it went and she cried all night long and she couldn't stop crying because I came here we're speaking at the arena and last night I, I shared Jesus I was a drug addict for 22 years and I didn't like any Christians I didn't like anybody it was all about me and then 14 years ago I got shot at in a drug deal and Jesus saved my life and so I gave my life to him everything and so when I tell you that he loves you I mean it. he does love you okay oh yeah oh my gosh she said she couldn't help but to run to the front she just she ran to the front and then she said I'm giving God all of my rooms and here she was tucked away in her room and wouldn't talk to anybody she's angry bro if Okay, that's all I needed to hear. Now I'm finished. <laughs> oh my God. <clears throat> How many other people? I love it when people look at you like, who is that guy and what's happening right now? <laughs> Ended up seeing this elderly couple that's over there. They keep wondering like, what are these guys talking about? What are these guys talking about? And so we walked over to the table they asked me to sit down, so I'm sitting down talking to them about Jesus. And So they just walked by and saw me. And she said last night she cried all night long because she said she felt that God loved her. And you could tell that they had a little bit of understanding of who God was, but not a relationship with Jesus, which is the facts, like so many places in the world. There's a difference between going to church and knowing Him as a Father. There's a difference. So the only way to know him as a father is to invite him to come and make his home inside, in your heart. Now they're a couple that have been together for like 30 years. They've been living together for 30 years. They, the whole marriage thing, I, I, they're not even thinking marriage. They're thinking we already are because we're 30 years together. But they don't have a covenant with God. And so living together, uh, it's just, there's no conviction there of anything. So the way to get conviction is to get born again. Because being born again, the Holy Spirit comes, you actually give Him your life, He comes into your heart, He starts to illuminate things that need to change. And one of those things that need to change is, of course, marriage. Jesus, Jesus I, believe I believe you died, you died for my sin, for my sin. And, you raised and you raised from the dead from the dead for me, for me. For me please forgive me, for, please forgive me. Of, my sin. of my sin and make your home, make your home. In, my life. in my life I give my heart to you in Jesus name I shared our testimony about how my wife and I lived for nine years girlfriend boyfriend and then Jesus came we got married, and I have to pray that that seed is going to convict them, hey, we should get married. As we're getting ready to leave, I saw our waitress, and I had a word of knowledge about her getting migraines. Do you get headaches? Oh, sometimes, yeah. Are they migraines? Yeah. Okay. Like, you get them, you get them every week? Uh, almost every day. Every day. Okay. So there's no, see, God spoke to me and told me that they get, my, that they get heart condition, both of them. So we prayed and we've seen Jesus heal people. So when I'm talking to you, he tells me that you get migraines. Do you, he, yeah. I heard it in my heart. So you didn't tell me, 
I told you that you get migraines, right? So I know you don't believe and I'm not trying to get you to, but can I pray for you so that your headaches never come back? Very good. Can I pray for you? Sure. Here, come your hand. I want to put my hand on your head, okay? Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. I command these migraines to never come back. Or our first waitress is still the greeter and she's watching the whole time thinking, man, these guys are really cool. This is my table and I did a horrible job. And again, the world works by works. You're only as good as your last table. You're only as good as your last touchdown. You're only as good as your last goal. You're only as good as your last project. But in the kingdom, it's not you're only as good as the last thing you did. You're as good as the price that Jesus paid. And that never changes and it's so powerful. And we can live in a place where we don't have to be hurt by people. We can actually hurt for them instead of being hurt by them. And so that's what people need to see. Because if you're a waitress and you've done a hard job and your boss says, you, you go over here and take away your livelihood, you can really let that affect you. You can get into unforgiveness. You can just be horribly hurt and offended. And all of a sudden it's everybody else is out to get me. Or you can get born again, realize why you're on the earth, and you can cry out for that person's salvation. Because that's really what we need to do. So if they never come back, ever, you'll remember that I told you about Jesus and prayed for you. Okay? I was sowing seed or watering seed. God's the one that brings the increase. So I'm not the one that brings the increase. It's God. There's a time. This is a blessing for you. Uh, it's like a bill or... No, that's not the bill. That's just a blessing for you. Because God loves you. He gave Jesus, so we give. Thanks. Yeah? Bless you. Thank you. Yeah? It's unusual for me. Yeah. We were getting ready to leave right before we left, and I went up to the girl that has now been placed as greeter. I have something for you. Are you ready? It's your first day, right? Right? Okay. Yes, it's my first day. Hey. It's for you. Thank you. We want to bless you. Thank you. Jesus loves you so much. You did really good today. No matter what they say, you did good. Okay? She fell around me and cried and just sat there and sobbed in this place where the other waitresses were watching her, where the manager is watching her. She lost it because she thought, I don't get a tip because I did a bad job. But who tips somebody 100 euros? God, I thank you. I ask you to bless her in Jesus' name. Overwhelm her with your love, God, and let her know how valuable she is and how important she is. Father, thank I thank you very much. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> bless you. Amen. <laughs> it's good news. Do you know I see you working with children? I don't know if you've ever worked with kids, but I see you working with children because you really love kids and you really have a dream in your heart of doing that. So I want you to do yourself a favor and follow your dream. This job is temporary. It's only for now. You follow your dream. You go and you pour into kids because that's what you want to do. God loves you so much, okay? Don't you be afraid, okay? <laughs> but God can turn a restaurant upside down with his love if we just dare to see who we are. And today, and today I'm asking you, I'm asking Jesus, Jesus, to come make your home in my heart. God enjoys seeing the enemy lose big time. 
He's waiting for spirit-filled believers that are possessed by the truth, that know that they're blood-bought, spirit-taught, disciples of the living God, that will stand for righteousness, that will stand for holiness, that will stand for purity and integrity and not bow to Baal. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name that we would have a completely different perspective when it comes to giving people what they deserve, that we would give people way beyond what they deserve. We would be radically generous, that we would turn the tables on the enemy that has made the body of Christ look ugly and that the spirit of ugly that he's tried to put on the body of Christ would be yanked off and we would look like Jesus again.
all your heart tonight, just sing that. Oh, my heart. Always 
His love is every moment of every day, always. His love is every moment of every day, always, always, always. This love, oh, this love is an everyday kind of love. morning I'm in it. This love is an everyday kind of love. Every evening I'm in it. Oh, and this love never leaves you to walk a road alone. Oh, his voice calls out above the Love can't break. 
to be free There is no chain this love can bring So be free Oh, and there is no chain this love can bring
Claudia would love to hear from you. I'll give you the address in just a moment. Thank you for remembering that Praise Broadcasting Network is listener supported. Your donations help keep PBN on the air for listeners just like you all over the world. Donations are tax deductible in the United States and appreciated from around the world. Our address is Praise Broadcasting Network, P.O. Box 2468, Asheboro, North Carolina, 27204. You can also visit our website at www.pbnradio.com. Pat and Claudia love reading your email. You may send it to mail at pbnradio.com or call them at 336-626-PRAY. That's 336-626-7729. You're listening to Praise Until Dawn coast to coast and around the world here on the Praise Broadcasting Network.